Amen. Amen. You know, I was looking at uh, 3 John verse 2. You don't need to turn there, but 3 John verse 2 in the Weymouth translation says this, and it's so smooth. It says, My dear friend, I pray that you may in all respects prosper and enjoy good health just as your soul already prospers. I want you to think about that for a moment. God wants us to prosper. Isn't that good news? He wants us to prosper. But He doesn't want us to just prosper in an imbalanced way. He wants us to prosper in every area of our life. That's why we need to constantly renew our minds to this and constantly be looking at the Word of God to remind ourselves that God wants every area of our life to prosper. And in this particular translation, I like the way it says, and enjoy good health. Say it with me, enjoy good health. That's what the Lord wants for us. It is God's desire that we enjoy good health, whether you are two years old or whether you're 95. Amen? We're not supposed to get old and fall apart. Now, I'm not saying the needs of someone at 90 are the same needs at 10. (laughs) Nor am I saying the difference between a 15-year-old and a 55-year-old. But the fact is, we are going to get older, okay? And the Bible says that we're going to notice some things. Our tent's getting older. That's what this thing is. And you're going to notice it's getting older, but it doesn't have to fall apart. And nowhere are we told from the Word of God that sickness and disease is part of age. I want you to do what I just said. We associate sickness and disease with age. As you get older, more opportunity. I don't believe sickness and disease has anything to do with anything. I believe that the gray hair is coming. Or no hair. You know? You're physically going to look different as you age, you know? Right? How many of you guys look like you did when you were 13? Not hardly, you know? We might recognize you a little bit and say you look similar, you know? But the fact is, that you've aged, you've gotten older, you've changed, okay? But again, getting older doesn't mean sickness and disease is automatically there. And we, the world, has brainwashed us into thinking it's normal. You're supposed to get sickly. You're supposed to get weaker. You're supposed to be more apt to get certain diseases, And that's simply not the case. And so tonight, what we're going to do is, on our Redeemed series, we're going to look at free from sickness. Free from sickness. I want to look at a translation of the Amplified Bible in Psalm 103. If you want to go there with me, Psalm 103, and we'll look at... In fact, let's do it together. I didn't have that in my notes, but let's do it. Psalm... I was going to look at it just the Amplified, but let's look at it together. Psalm 103... How many believe that God has good benefits for us? Amen. If we look at Psalm 103, let's just, uh, let's just start with verse 1. Boy, I've got some notes in here I haven't seen for a while in this Bible. I've got all kinds of different Bibles. This is my preaching Bible. The reason I like this, nice and small and easy for me to find things, it's not a study Bible. But uh, I've I got a bunch of notes I don't even remember, you know. Praise God for that. Amen. (laughs) All right. Psalm 103, uh, beginning with verse 1. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Are we to bless the Lord? Amen. Everybody say, "Bless bless the Lord. 
Amen. We're to honor him and bless him. Why? Because he's God. Amen. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Now look here. And forget not all his benefits. Praise God. Is the word true? Does he have benefits? Amen. So if we look here, who forgives all your iniquities? Praise God for that. Who heals all your diseases? Who redeems your life from destruction? Who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies? Who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles? Now, let me read this same thing in the Amplified. It just amplifies it. Listen closely. Bless, affectionately, gratefully praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not one of all his benefits. How many know there's more than one benefit? So let's look at the benefits, okay? Number one, who forgives every one of all your iniquities? Aren't you grateful for that? Anybody ever make a mistake? Anybody ever here have evil thoughts? Evil intents? Sure you have, you know? (laughs) You have them. Praise God. That's what iniquities are. They're lies, deceit. There's things that we've done wrong. Praise God for His grace, amen, His mercy. Because sometimes we can just do stupid things right in the middle of hearing the Word of God, you know? (laughs) You can, you know, get off a little bit, but praise God. He forgives all, not some. Everybody say all. You know, that's a benefit, amen? He forgives all. Now, the next thing is who heals each one of all your diseases. In other words, He heals all. Does He heal some? He heals all. Everybody say all. I love those words. They're absolute words. They cover everything. All of them. All of them. He heals all of our diseases. That's another benefit. Another benefit is He redeems our life from destruction. In the Amplified, it says He redeems your life from the pit and corruption. Are there things in this life corrupted? Is there destruction out there waiting for you? Amen. You can be right in the middle of it, but the Bible says another one of our benefits, He redeems us from destruction. He redeems us from corruption. Amen. And we live in a world that seems to be getting more and more corrupt, darker and darker, but He redeems us from that. Amen. He pulls us back from that. He saves us. Amen. Another benefit is is that He crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. The Amplified says, who beautifies and dignifies and crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercy. That is another benefit of the Lord that we should not forget. And lastly, now look at this, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagle's. Look at that. Who satisfies your mouth with good things for what purpose? So that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Now, is this talking to all of us? Is it talking to us at any age we might be? Now, listen to the amplified way it says it. Who satisfies your mouth, your necessity, and desire at your personal age and situation with good, so that your youth renewed is like the eagle, strong, overcoming, and soaring. So what is God's goal for us? Say it with me, that I'm strong, that I'm overcoming, and that I'm soaring. Say it one more time. I'm strong, I'm overcoming, and I'm soaring. Now, is that how we're supposed to be? That is God's desire. That's the eagle, renewed like the eagle. Strong, overcoming, and soaring. Praise God. Now, part of it is talking about our life. It's talking about our physical needs. Now, listen, the Bible says here in the Amplified, your necessity and desire, your personal age and situation. That covers everything. 
That means, again, the needs of someone at 85 is different than the needs of someone at 7, right? But God is saying He satisfies our mouth with good things to meet our needs at whatever or whatever state we might be in life, whatever that need, need might be. Amen? Aren't you grateful for all His benefits? These are good things. We're not to forget these things. We're to praise God. If He says not to forget them, what does that usually mean? We're apt to do. To forget them. To not think about them. So He's saying, think on these things. Remember these things. Praise me for these things. Count on God. Remind God that He is the Lord, what? Who heals all your diseases. Amen? He restores your youth. He helps you and blesses you. You need to not think of yourself as getting older and just falling apart. We're all getting older. That's going to happen. But the Bible says that God renews our strength. He's helping us become strong and, and have vitality at whatever age. But if you're talking this way, oh, everything creaks. Oh, and you're moaning and groaning about all the things, and you love to brag about how you're getting older to the younger people. You guys just don't understand what happens when you get older. Well, then don't start talking about the good things of God on the other side of your mouth. Pick a side. Amen? And don't, every one of you guilty of it, including me. Sometimes we've said and whined and griped to someone younger, or either that or we went through a challenge thing about who's got the worst thing going on, you know, and then we want to talk God's Word over here. You can't have it both ways, guys. Amen? Can, listen, is salt water and regular water going to come out of the same well? No, this ought not be, brother. In other words, you ought to be, pick a side. I'm going to go with God's Word. I don't know about you. Amen? As I get older, my strength will be comparable to where I need to be. Amen? I am not going to get old and feeble. I'm not going to get weak. I'm going to be strong. Why? My confession is I am strong and full of energy. I am strong in mind and body. I'm not going to say I'm weak. The Bible says, let the weak say I am strong. Not say I'm weak. Not say I'm worn out. You're not supposed to talk about your situation at where you're at. You speak what you desire. Let the weak say I am strong. No, so they're weak when they're saying it, aren't they? They're going through a challenge when they're saying it, but they're never to say they're weak. They're to say they're strong. Let the poor say, I am rich. Amen, I'm abundantly supplied. Never, ever say, I'm broke. Never, ever say, I can't afford that. Amen? I'm telling you what, next time you go, uh, 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 at a price, okay, and all of you do, oh, wow. You need to slap yourself and say, wait a minute now. My daddy's El Shaddai, and I'm El Shaddai Jr. Now, maybe I choose not to buy that right now, but that's nothing for the Lord. Instead of uh, 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 and having a panic attack over the price, you know. And I mean, you need to begin to think, you know what? I'm going to believe God for that, just for spite. <laughs> just to teach myself so I could grow. Amen. I told you guys about a recent purchase Lisa and I did not too long ago, and that was that kind of situation. Man, I'm sitting there going back and forth in that furniture store. Do I spend that much money? Do I spend that much money? Lisa didn't really care one way or the other. She's like, just spend it. And I'm going back and forth, back and forth, and I'm thinking, dear 
God, that's a lot of money to spend. I'm not talking it, but I'm thinking it. I'm thinking it. Finally, I'm like, you know what? Bless God, that's what I want. I still love that chair. I, I, I mean, it's just, oh, it's just beautiful, you know? It's like my own captain's chair, like on the Star Trek, you know? It's made for me, you know? It's like the chair is literally made for me. I love it, you know? I mean, but the point is, it costs a lot more money than I've ever spent on something like that, you know? All right, I want you to go in your Bibles with me to Exodus chapter 15. Exodus 15. What we want to see tonight is that it always has been and always will be God's plan for us to walk in health. It has nothing to do with age. And that's the Spirit of God talking to you tonight because age really wasn't something I had written down. But it's, it's, it's occurring to me that we associate age a lot of the times with getting sick or getting older. We seem to accept it more. And that shouldn't be the case. Exodus chapter 15, verse 26. If you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in His sight, give ear to His commandments and keep all His statutes, I will put none of the diseases on you which I have brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. Now that word, for I am the Lord who heals you, uh, one of the names we didn't go over when we were talking about the names of God is Jehovah Rapha. That is the Lord who heals you. All right. So God reveals himself as the Lord, our healer here. Now, I want you to think about something. I've taught you this before, and most of you know this. But without going into a whole lot of detail and spending a lot of time, uh, there are some verses in the Bible that have been incorrectly translated. And this is one of them. Where it says here, I will put none of the diseases on you which I have brought on the Egyptians. It actually should be in the permissive. In other words, God allowed sickness and disease. He didn't put sickness and disease on you. Now, I want you to see why that's important and how it changes the verse. Because read the, look at the verse again with me. If you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in His sight and give ear to His commandments and keep all His statutes... I will put none of the diseases on you which I brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. So this is telling us if we read it like that, it implies God doesn't know where he's at. I'm the one that puts diseases on people, but I'm the Lord who heals you. How many know God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and he does not change? The fact is, he is the Lord who heals us. In other words, I am the Lord, your healer. Say it with me. He is the Lord, my healer. All right, he is Jehovah Rapha. Now, if we change that to the permissive and what it should be, how it really would read was, I will not allow any of the diseases on you which I have allowed on the Egyptians. You see, God doesn't have any sickness or disease to give anybody. He's a good God. Amen? Acts 10.38, what does that tell us? That Jesus Christ went about what? Doing good healing all those that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him so God was with him healing setting people free that were oppressed by the devil so we know that God doesn't have any sickness and disease he is a good God he is a God of light he is the God of life he is the life giver not the life taker and so he allows and there's a huge difference between allowing something and commissioning something 
All right? Commissioning is approval. I'm, I am making that happen. Allowing something, and I'm going to give you an example in a moment, allowing something we all do in our life. And God does that. God ain't making anybody follow Him. Is it a choice? Do you have to obey Him? He's saying what? What God is saying here is that when His people break His commandments, they put themselves outside of His divine protection. In other words, God said, here's the schoolyard. This is the play area for my children. I'm telling you, sons and daughters, the rule is stay here. Obey me and stay here. If you go outside the fence, I can't guarantee what's going to happen out there. Right? Well, if somebody is rebellious, I'm going to do whatever I'm going to do and goes outside that fence. Is it God's fault they got sick? Is it God's fault they got robbed? Is it God's fault that something bad happened? He told them, obey me and you'll be protected. Don't obey me. And it wasn't like God slapped them. You just walked outside. I, I, let me give you an illustration. Let's say we take an 11-year-old boy, okay? And he's a disobedient 11-year-old boy. And his parents... Um, give him some rules about some things to keep him safe. And the 11-year-old defies his parents' rules. All right, He made a decision, and he rebelliously, openly, purposely defied them. If that child gets hurt while doing that, defying the parents' rules, it's not the parents' fault the child got hurt. They did their best to protect him. But see, here's what happened. The child moved outside the parent's circle of protection. They went outside. Why do we have rules? We have rules to protect us. Why do we have speed limits on cars? Now, granted, I would love to see them raised in some things. Me personally. Some other people say, lower, lower, lower. No one needs to go 75. <laughs> it's madness out there. You know? I'm thinking, let's go 85. There's a stretch of highway in San, going to San Antonio. You can get on a toll road. But I think it's 85. Man, that was a lot of fun to drive. But no one was there. It's literally empty. No one's there. But anyway, my point is this, is that why are the rules in place? To hold you back from things? To make your life miserable? Or what? To protect you, right? Why don't they want you drinking and driving? The law's there. Why? To protect people, Right? Well, in general, if we defy the law and do what we want to do and are rebellious, in other words, disobeying whatever that authority is, we're going to face what? The consequences of our actions. That's the way God is. A lot of people think God is like, if you, you obey me, and if you don't, I'm going to crush you. That's the, really the picture they have. God says, you obey me. I'm going to make you obey me. If you don't obey me, I'm going to curse you. And that's not the picture. We need to understand, as I gave you these illustrations, God is saying, there's a reason I want you to obey me. I have your best interest in mind. There's things that you don't know about in life. You can't, dangers you can't see. And if you choose to not obey me, this is the better picture. God's hands are tied. See, if you choose to disobey him, he's not allowed to get directly involved in your life. You said, I don't want your help. And so God's over here on the sidelines, hands tied. His, his hands are locked. See, you have a free will, don't you? You can do whatever you want to do. You can say, whatever, God. I just don't think you know what you're doing. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. 
And then people want to turn around and blame it on him. The devil's very good at that. (laughs) He turns around and makes us think that God is the one that caused all this. When God, no, 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 God's a good God, amen? God made a covenant with the Israelites that if they would obey his word, they would walk in health. He promised that if you guys would love me, you would honor me and obey my word, then he promised them they would walk in health. Now, in this case, that's what he said. Now, in the, that's the Old Testament. But we know, what do we have in the New Testament? We have a better covenant based on better promises. If they had healing then, what do we got now? Man, we got something much greater. Much, much better. Amen. So let's look at one of those things that's much, much better. Go with me to Galatians chapter 3, and let's look at verse 13. We, uh, most of you know this. Galatians 3.13. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. How did Christ redeem us from the curse of the law? By becoming a curse for us. Right. This is talking about the great substitutionary work of Christ. Jesus comes and He takes our place. He paid a price... He did not owe, right? We're the ones that sinned. We're the ones that owed the price, and we can't pay it. So Jesus says, he steps in and says, I'll pay it. I'll redeem them. In other words, what is redeem? To buy back, to pay the ransom. To He was the price to pay for us to be set free. So the Bible says here, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. When we talk about the law, what we're typically talking about in the Bible is the first five books of the Bible, known as the Pentateuch. All right? And the Bible tells us in Romans that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. In other words, everybody's broken God's laws. And we know that. Everybody. You, you have ten commandments, right? And I guarantee you, every single one of you have broken at least one, if not multiple, all right? How many here has never lied, ever in your life? Now listen, the fact is, is that everybody, no one could keep the Ten Commandments. That's the reason they were there, to point us for the need of a Savior. The Old Testament was a guide towards Christ. That's the whole purpose of the law, is to tell us we can't live by the law. We cannot do this in our own power. And so Jesus comes along to pay the price, to break that curse, that curse that we're all guilty of, okay? That curse that we deserve. Do we deserve it? Did we sin? Did we break God's law, right? We deserve what we got, but praise God for the grace and mercy of God. And Jesus steps in and becomes the curse for us so that we can be set free from that curse well i think what we ought to do is real quickly let's go look at the curse all right go with me to deuteronomy 28 deuteronomy 28 now what is the curse of the law just to sum it up what is the curse of the law breaking the law had consequences remember we talked about consequences for rules right Those rules are good. I mean, the Bible says the law is good and holy. In other words, it is good. It's just what it's not what we need. 
Okay? The law is not made what? For the righteous, but for the unholy. Right? For the sinner. Correct? Everybody got me on that? What did God free us from? He freed us from the law. He freed us from the what? What law do we have now? One law. Right? The law of love. The royal law of love. And it was God put His heart in us. Right? He put His own nature in our spirit. And that right there alone wants to do right. It wants to do the right thing. All we have to do is listen to our spirit, feed our spirit, and it's easy to do the right thing. But what I want to look at is what happened with the curse of the law. Well, breaking the law had consequences that affected man on three levels. All right? It includes spiritual death, separation from God. It includes poverty. It includes sickness and disease or health. All right. Tonight we're focused on the health part, that third part. So the curse includes poverty, sickness, and spiritual death. Let's look specifically, though, I want to focus on the physical part. So Deuteronomy 28, let's go to verse 15. Everybody go to verse 15. And we're going to skip around a little bit. Now remember what I told you? When the Bible says God put, all right, or God placed, what does that mean? It means God allowed. All right. He didn't put sickness and disease on anybody. So there's a lot of putting that we're going to read. All right. A lot of placing that we're going to read. But remember, that is not the case. You need to look at it in the permissive sense. Okay. So let's start with verse 15, Deuteronomy 28. This is uh, the curse for breaking the law. But it shall come to pass if you do not obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all his commandments and his statutes, which I command you today, that all these curses will come upon you and overtake you. And now, remember, is God putting a curse on them? Everybody sure of that? He's not putting a curse. He's saying these are the repercussions if you choose not to obey me. All right. In other words, God is not actively involved in cursing. Basically, what he's saying is, if you choose not to obey me, I step back in your life. And what's out there in the world? The curse. The curse, guys, is still in existence today. It's still out there in the world. The curse exists all the time. But we, what? have been delivered from the authority of darkness. We've been pulled out of this world's kingdom and brought into the kingdom of God. So we don't play by those rules, all right? We've been set free, but let's look at this. So verse 16, Deuteronomy 28, he begins to describe the curse. Curse shall you be in the city, and curse shall you be in the country. Skip down to verse 18. Curse shall be the fruit of your body. So having children and so on and so forth. Verse 21 and 22, the Lord will make, is the Lord making? No, the Lord will allow the plague cling to you until that plague has consumed you from the land which you are going to possess. The Lord will strike you again. He doesn't strike, but you guys get it. The Lord will strike you with, so let's look at the things, consumption with fever, with inflammation, with severe burning and fever, with the sword, with scorching, with mildew. Um, And it will happen until you perish. Go to verse 27 and 28. It talks about the boils of Egypt and tumors, the scab and the itch from which you cannot be healed. It talks about madness and blindness and confusion of heart. Go down to verse 35. 
It talks about the knees and the legs being attacked with severe boils that cannot be healed. From the, look at this. From the sole of your foot to the top of your head. That's nasty. Isn't it? It's nasty, guys. Now, just in case, all right, we didn't cover enough there, all right? The Bible wants to make it very clear. God is making it very clear. So there's no misunderstanding, okay? Now, look at verse 28, verses 58 and 61. We'll read this. If you do not carefully observe all the words of this law that are written in this book, that you may fear this glorious and awesome name, the Lord your God, then the Lord will bring upon, remember, the Lord will allow on you and your descendants extraordinary plagues, great and prolonged plagues, and serious and prolonged sicknesses. Ouch! (laughs) Verse 60, Moreover, He will allow on you all the diseases of Egypt, of which you were afraid, and they shall cling to you. Now here we got it covered, just in case we miss anything, verse 61. Also, everybody say it with me, every sickness, every sickness. And, every and every plague. So one more time, every sickness, every sickness. And, every and every plague, which is not written in this book of the law, will the, will the Lord allow on you until you are destroyed. Now right here is enough to influence me to do the right thing. And honor the Lord. (laughs) In other words, there's a lot of wicked and bad things out there. God didn't create. God didn't have anything to do with it. They're a part of the curse. All right? And when you step out of the blessing, what's left? See, there's no gray area, guys. Here's the blessing and obeying God. And then there's not in the curses. There's no area where you can kind of hide in between. There's no purgatory. We need to understand it's black and white, so to speak. There's no gray area. Now there's grace, don't get me wrong, okay? But what I'm trying to say is is that there's no in-between area that I'm just going to mind my own business, Lord, devil, and I'm just going to hide over here. I'm going to be like Switzerland, all right? I'm not going to play sides. There's no place like that, all right? If you're not for God, you are against him, right? If you're not for the devil, you should be against him. All right? It's that simple. Either you're in the family of God or you're in the family of the devil. There's no family in between. All right? So he's saying, if you're not with me, then you're on the outside of my yard and the curses are on the outside of my yard. (laughs) And so we don't have to play in that yard. Isn't that wonderful? The curse, listen carefully, the curse was a result of disobedience. Now remember, no one could perfectly keep the law, and the law points us towards Jesus, and praise God, Jesus set us free. Amen. Everybody say it with me. Christ, redeem me from the curse of the broken law. Amen. How did he do it? By becoming a curse for you. He took your place. Remember what does Isaiah 53 tell us? That Jesus took on our sicknesses, our pain, our diseases. He, he took them. He, didn't, he picked them up from you, and He took them on Himself. Now, what did He give us in exchange? He gave us the life of God, health, healing, wholeness. Amen? That's ours. Now, this is legally what happened. Remember, the word redeem means to buy back or to free from captivity by payment of a ransom. So He legally paid the price, did He not? 
Christ. Listen, the Word of God says, I want you guys all to pay attention to this because you can just let it slide right over. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the broken law. He redeemed me from it. If I'm redeemed from it, does the curse of the law have anything to do with my life? I'm redeemed from it. Now, what was the curse? Part of the curse was, remember, it's threefold, but the part of the curse we're talking about tonight is what? Sickness, disease, and pain, right? I want you to see something from this, a, a biblical point of view. Sickness and disease and pain being on your body is illegal, it is, it's trespassing. You understand what I'm saying? Why? Because we are redeemed from the curse of the broken law. I am redeemed from sickness and every sickness and disease. Does every include the flu? Does it include the common cold? Does it include pain? Does it include migraines? Does it include a literal pain in the neck? Does it include all that? Diabetes, high blood pressure, right? All, remember, every sickness, every plague, anything you can think of, even if it's not written in the book, is covered underneath it. And we are redeemed from it. I'm redeemed from it. I'm re- so if it's over here, I'm redeemed from it. It's over there. I'm over here. The two shouldn't come together. You're on the curse side. I'm on the blessing side. You understand? I'm not playing in that yard. That's not mine. You can't come on me. That's why we should almost be insulted when sickness and disease get on us. How dare you, devil? How dare you? How dare that sickness and disease? How dare you? Because you have defied the Word of God. I am free from sickness and disease. You're not allowed to be on me legally, not because of anything I've done, but because of what Christ has done. And the Word of God is what? It's it. The Word of God is the Word of God. You can't change that. The devil knows it. The problem is as long as we're willing to maybe have a little foot out there, maybe play with it and baby ourselves over here, God will let you. It's sad shouldn't be that way. And we want to say, God, why won't you heal me? And he's like, I already did. <laughs> why aren't you agreeing with me, he's saying. Why aren't you saying, no, I'm not going to allow you to operate in my body. It is illegal for you to be in my body. Amen? And see, when we see it that way, does it have anything to do with age? You just, we got to get that out of our head and renew our mind and say, no, sickness, I'm free from sickness and disease. Has nothing to do with me getting older. Has nothing to do, listen, I'm free from the curse of the broken law. I don't care if it, they say, well, that runs in your family. You know, when you fill out those things and you go to the doctors and they ask you about every family member you ever had and what's going on down the line. I'm not in that family anymore. I'm in the family of God and there's no sickness and disease in the family of God. Amen? Jesus is my big brother. Trust me, only life flows in this line. Amen? Only health and healing. Jehovah Rapha rules in this line. Amen? That's where we got to get our mind renewed and begin to talk different. Now, let's look here. Colossians chapter 1. I want to look at one last verse. Colossians 1. 
verses 13 and 14. I want you to see this verse from the direction of what we've been talking about. We have been redeemed. Everybody look with me. Colossians chapter 1. Colossians 1. I want you to see it with your own eyes. Because if you call me up whining about how this is on you and that's on you, or the next time you get slapped in the head by the devil, I don't want to hear whining saying, I just don't understand, Pastor. Well, then you need to listen to this 100 more times till you do understand. Amen? Now, I'm not telling any of you, don't call me, all right, if there's a challenge. But I better hear faith come out of your mouth. You know what I'm saying? No, I don't understand this. You guys have been hearing this and hearing this and hearing this. I expect you to, to walk in it, talk it. Amen? I expect you to help someone else. Praise God. Colossians chapter 1. Let's look at verses 13 and 14. He has delivered us, praise God, from the power of darkness. Now, I want you to write, if you've got space there, a better translated word for power is authority. Authority, okay? Power is one thing, but authority is something else. He has delivered us from the authority of darkness. Now, what does that mean? Who, who was the authority of darkness? Satan. And anything to do with Satan. Remember, Satan, sin, sickness, disease, spiritual death, it, it's all together, okay? They're all connected, all right? And if you take care of the head, Satan, you took care of the whole thing. You understand what I'm saying? We, now, what does the Bible say here? It says we have been delivered out of delivered out of you need to picture look at that's the curse of the law this is the blessing i've been to here i'm gonna take your hat here i've been delivered out of the curse of the law and brought into the kingdom of his dear son i'm no longer there and sickness and disease can't come here how many believers any sickness and disease in heaven anybody not a bit what would you only have in heaven? Shoot, the whole place is lit up by the Lord. There's no sickness or disease. Now, what did Jesus say that he wanted? What was one of his prayers? That we would what? Have heaven on earth. Heaven on earth. We should have the same expectancy now. Devil, here's the line. You can't cross that line. I'm not, in, I'm not under your authority. You have nothing to do with me. And sickness and disease is under you in the kingdom of darkness. And I've been delivered out of the kingdom of darkness. I have no part of you. None whatsoever. And sickness and disease is all part of that. Now look what it says. He has delivered us from the authority of darkness and conveyed us or transferred us or put us into the kingdom of the Son of His love. Who's that? We're talking about Jesus. So who's Lord of our kingdom? Amen. Jesus is Lord of our kingdom. We're in this world, but we are not of this world. Listen to me. We're in this world, but we are not subject or bound to anything in this world. I am not subject to sickness and disease. I am not subject to sin. I have been delivered out of the kingdom of darkness. You need to understand that I might be in this world, I might be among them, but I'm not part of it. I'm not part of it, and you can't touch me. 
So devil, don't even dare. The minute a little hint of something, you need to say, no, in Jesus' name. I refuse you. I am redeemed from the curse of the law. I am redeemed from sickness and disease. Only health reigns in my body. I will not allow. See, but you've got to do your part. God's not going to do it for you. You have to stand your ground. Amen? See, God's part is what we're talking about. He already did it. God already finished His part. It's the finished work of Christ. He's already done what He's going to do. You're already delivered. It's, oh, Lord, why won't you heal me? And He's like, oh, my gosh, how many times do I have to tell them they're already healed? Is everybody saved? Everybody in the world? Answer my question. Is, before you answer that, I want you to think about it. Is everyone been delivered in this world? Everyone. But what do you have to do? You have to receive the free gift of salvation by grace through faith. You still have to receive it. See, there's some that are preach. Everybody's saved. Well, it's a half truth. In the mind of God, yes, He's already paid the price for everybody. Salvation is available to everyone in the world. But you still have to what? You have to receive what? You have to receive the gift that Jesus gave. Amen? You have to call upon the name of the Lord. Right? You have to believe in your heart and say with your mouth and so on. You still have to do your part. Even though God has done His, God's already healed us. All we have to do is what? Receive it. Father, I just thank you that I'm the healed of the Lord. I thank you, Father God, that I'm redeemed from the curse of the Lord. And just laugh the stuff off. How dare you, devil, think you could put something on me? How dare you think you could hurt me? Amen? I'm redeemed from the curse of the law. And see, you just start meditating on that, and you just start laughing at the devil. You can't do that to me. What's that? Remember that thing we used to hear? Devil said, what? <laughs> you know? Because the devil's always yapping, isn't he? Got to give him credit. He's, he's a blabbermouth. I mean, he's always saying something to us. But you need to say, devil, shut up. You know, you're, I'm not, he says he can remind you of this or that. You need to remind him, I'm not in your family. What business do I have with you? Amen? <laughs> all right, listen, I want you to confess this with me, all right? <laughs> Aren't you glad you're free? Amen. Say, I'm free. I'm free. That's what I want you to see tonight. You are free. You are already free. Already free. Say it with me, I'm already free. free. Your faces are not telling me you're already free. Say, I'm free. Say, I'm free. You already are free. Isn't that good news? That means right now, you might be sitting there and the doctor says, well, I got high blood pressure problems. I got diabetes problems. I got this issue. I got this pain, literally, in the neck. I got whatever it is. And probably every single one of you here got something, okay? Something. You just say, tonight's the night that changes. I'm not living with this anymore. Now, I I want you to do a confession with me. All right? Say this with me. Say, sickness and disease is part of the curse of the law. Jesus redeemed me from the curse of the law. Jesus has set me free from sickness and disease. I am the healed of the Lord. I am full of strength and vitality. Now, I want to do another confession. I've done this in the past, and you just get the tape, or tape, we don't do tapes anymore. 
CDs. One of these days I'm going to say download it because that's the only way you're going to get it. But um, I'm going to give you a confession that I would say over the specific thing in your life. Okay, And what I mean is, is that I've done this before and I updated the one I had and changed it a little bit. But this is what I would say. And I'm telling you guys, if you will do this, it will change the situation. All right, But you've got to believe it in your heart and say it with your mouth. And, and a lot of times you'll begin to confess things, but you're still not believing it in your heart. So you need to what? You need to say it. You need to feed your heart. 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 What happens if you sow and you water that seed? What's going to happen? You're going to have a harvest, and you can't stop it. All right. When a woman's pregnant, okay, even though when they're about to deliver, they might say, I changed my mind. I don't want to. How many know that baby's a coming? Whether you want it or not, it is a coming, right? Well, once you've sown, all right, and you water, and that seed begins to germinate, and it does its process, there is a harvest coming, and there's nothing you can do about it, short of digging that thing out beforehand. But if you will continue to sow the Word and water the Word, by the confession of your mouth, consistently, consi- I mean every day, all the time, 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 I guarantee you in a relatively short amount of time, all of a sudden you're going to give birth. And what you're going to give birth to is the thing that you've been talking about. There was a, a woman, some of you might have heard this before, but it, the Lord reminded me of it. There was a woman Brother Hagen talked about called Lillian B. Yeomans, and she was a real doctor at one time. And uh, she did different things, and in the process of doing everything she was doing, she wasn't really pressing into the Lord. She got addicted to uh, a bunch of morphine, some other things, trying to help her stay awake so she could help more patients. Well, it eventually almost killed her. She turned her life over to the Lord. God healed her, set her free. And uh, what she started doing is, um, instead of practicing medicine that way, she opened up a home with her sister. And in this home, what they would do is they would bring in terminally ill people. Now, you guys know what terminally ill means, right? Doctors gave up on them. They're dying. I mean, they're, it's a matter of weeks or days, and they're going to die. All right? Medical science can't do anything for them. So they would come in, and what they would do is she's like, one time she said there was a particular woman where the first thought in her mind was, as a doctor, she would start pumping uh, certain kinds of uh, painkillers in her and some things to help jumpstart her heart, whatever the problem was. And she's not practicing medicine that way. So what she did was she sat the lady down in the bed and she got her Bible out. And she began to read Galatians chapter 3, 13, what we read, and Deuteronomy 28. So she would read how we're redeemed from the curse and then read how, what the curse was. And she would go back and forth. She did this and made a confession, okay? Something similar to what I gave you. Except that lady put in there whatever it was that was wrong with her, all right? So I'm redeemed from blank, okay? She had her confess this over, and she said, I want you to do this over and over. Just lay there and just say this over and over and over and over and over. Well, the lady did it the first day, no real change. The second day, no real change. The third day, somewhere at the end of the third day, the lady who was dying in the bed comes screaming down the stairs, I get it! I'm healed! In other words, I'm redeemed from the curse of the law! I'm free from this! And she was completely healed. 
And this woman saw this happen time and time and time again. And see, all you have to do is act on the word. (laughs) Your mind says, how in the world can me confessing this over and over change anything? Better yet, you mean to tell me that I can change my situation if I'll just say this over and over and over? See, what's going to happen is even if you don't believe it right away, the lady didn't even understand what she was saying. She told her after the second day, I don't even know what I'm saying. I don't even understand what the curse of the law is. She said, just say it. Why? I don't have to understand everything. My body can hear. Remember when we speak to something? Your body understands. Your body understands. The spirit world understands. You don't have to understand it all up here. Just keep on doing it and doing it. So this is what I created. And again, you'll have this on the CD, and so you can write it down and and, and put in whatever it is for you. And what I would do is I would do this for as many things that might be wrong in your body, okay, that are illegally there, all right? But I, I just put diabetes. That seems to be a popular one, all right? So this is what I would say, and I would say this how many times? Over and over and over continually, every time I can remember all day long until I see a change, all right? So this is what I wrote. Diabetes is under the curse of the law. Jesus redeemed me from the curse of the law. Therefore, I am free from diabetes. The word of God says that my healing and health was paid for by the wounds Jesus took for me. I believe the word of God. God cannot lie. Therefore, I believe with my heart and confess with my mouth, I am free from diabetes and I am healed and healthy and strong. Now, what I would do is say that you fill in diabetes with whatever it is. I don't care if it's a pain in your literal neck. I don't care. That you fill it in with that, and you say it, 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 and you're feeding your heart, you're feeding your heart, you're feeding your heart, you're feeding your heart, and eventually, again, a harvest is going to come. It's going to come, and you're going to see that change. How many want to walk away from some things in your life? Then do it. I can't make you. I can't get in home with you. I can't. But if you will do this, how many believe God's word works? Amen. You got to work it, though. And you can't say, well, pastor, I said it 10 times and didn't see a change. <laughs> then you're missing the point. You just say it and you 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 say it. And you just keep on. And all of a sudden, the revelation of it will hit you and you will hit the roof. You will hit the, you would literally hit, I get it! And you will just blow up. Why? Because it just hit you in your spirit. And once it hits you in your spirit and you say it out your mouth, the mountain is moved. That mountain cannot stay in the way. But the problem is too many of us are praying too quickly. We're not building our spirit up with the word of God. Amen? And faith comes by how? Hearing and hearing the word of God. If you will do this, Anything you've got in your body that you want to see changed, and you will do what we're talking about, you can see changed. I guarantee you it's not going to take three years. If you stay at it, and 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 never talk sideways, remember, never talk about, somebody asks you, so is there any problems with it? Yes, I have diabetes. Though you just, one step forward, one step back, you know. Keep on going forward. (laughs) Just keep on moving forward. Amen. Did you guys get anything out of us tonight? Amen.